Hello and welcome to the Neo News Today podcast. I'm your host, Dylan, of Neo News Today. In episode 47 of the NNT pod, I had a chance to sit down and speak with Mark Jeffrey, the CEO and co-founder of Guardian Circle. Guardian Circle is a community emergency response app that was founded in 2017. In addition to Guardian Circle's tenure in the NEO ecosystem, Mark is also a returning guest on the NNT pod. In this episode, we talked about user growth trends in 2020, the network activity of the Guard asset, burgeoning panic button laws in the U.S., how Guardian Circle is pivoting and addressing this new market, DeFi and a potential invoice factoring lending platform, plus more. So I hope you enjoy listening to this conversation as much as I enjoyed having it. Um, So Mark, welcome back to the Neo News Today podcast. You are our second alum that has joined (laughs) <laughs> I'm very happy to be back. Thanks for inviting me back. Yeah, it's awesome. Always awesome to catch up with you. The last time you were on the NNT pod was in December 2019. And clearly the world has changed a little bit since then. We've had uh, the novel coronavirus disrupt everyone's <laughs> life at a global scale. Yeah, it's so, not very novel anymore, is it? No, 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 no. So um, let's just start with how has the pandemic impacted Guardian Circle? Yeah. So for your listeners who, who don't know or don't remember from the last episode, um, Guardian Circle is a community emergency response network, sort of this friends and family 911 thing, peer, peer response for emergencies, um, which it's never it's never grown very large. Right. So we've had like 30,000 users and it hasn't really grown beyond that. We did have a little spike. Uh, when the pandemic started, uh, but but more prob- probably more spurred by the the whole defund the police movement that started up sort of around the same time, uh, people started saying to themselves, "Oh my God, if there's if the police are defunded, who are we going to call?" Um, and so we did see a spike there, um, but it wasn't enough to sort of propel us into the millions of users category that we really needed to to sort of get to the next level with a free product, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I did, and I did reach out to a number of groups. Like I made a big effort. I thought, oh, this could be our time, right? feels like it might be, you got a pandemic, you got police defunded. So I reached out to, you know, the black lives matter folks, um, the people in Minneapolis, uh, who were experiencing a lot of police based turmoil. And I got, I got almost no response. And, and I, and the few people I talked to, I got the sense that they actually, they actually liked the chaos. The chaos gave them a platform. They actually weren't interested in a solution. They were interested in being heard and in sort of advancing their own um, political presence. Um, so it really wasn't the people that were looking for solutions, unfortunately. So, um, so yeah. So it was. It, it did not lift us the way I had hoped it would. Yeah, and and so that was uh, for those who just want a little bit of context. The defend the fund the police uh, movement stemmed from a little bit of civil unrest that started here in the U.S. Um, in late spring, early summer this year. That was following um, a police brutality case, and so uh, that was sort of one movement that kind of had an uptick with the growth in Guardian Circle. But I'm also wondering, um, did you? Or are you noticing like a slow increase just from like the general pandemic? 
We're not, and that's unfortunate. Um, you know, we we've basically been at this for about three years with the consumer version of Guardian Circle, um, and we had just finished Guardian Circle 3.0 in November of 2019, uh, and and the product's very good. I have I I'm very proud of the product we built. It works well. The user interface is great. Uh, it works on both Android and iOS, which was very difficult. Um, so it's really just been a marketing or a getting the word out there problem. Um, and or a problem of, of the product itself just not being something that it's very difficult to get people to think about emergencies, uh, except when they're in an emergency. And now that we're all in perpetual emergency, I thought perhaps the time had come. But but even that has not lended the lift to the consumer product that I had hoped. So um, so at the end of, end of 2019, I started coming up with an alternate plan, which we started moving towards in January before we knew the pandemic was going to be a thing, mm -hmm. right? So we'd already had a plan B in motion at the time. So Yeah, and I want to touch on that plan B in a moment here. Um, but I did want to kind of talk to you a little bit about uh, being before – before Switchio launched its non-custodial, um, its second non-custodial exchange and new smart contracts, and before Flamingo, the the Neo DeFi protocol was launched, Guard was among the most active uh, invocations on the Neo network for 24 hours. And I took a look at the COZ Dora blockchain explorer uh, today, and. Guard has continuously been above a thousand invocations every day for the last month, and this is the sort of activity that we've been seeing uh, even before um, Flamingo in September. So I'm just curious to hear, maybe from your perspective, what are some of those invocations like? Have you derived some sort of uh, thesis for how people are using Guard or what that network activity necessarily meant? Yeah, actually, since we've spoken, I, I did investigate it. Um, so you, you had pointed this out to me, I don't know, five or six months or maybe two or three months ago, something like that. Um, and I didn't know what was causing all that activity. It seemed high to me. Um, I talked to Chris. Chris had no explanation either. Chris is my CTO, right? So I was like, hey, is there something going on that you know is maybe causing all this? Um, and since then, Chris has been digging around. And actually, some of that, the bulk of it we've discovered is, in fact, us hitting a uh, sending heartbeat uh, transactions. So I got, I got to fess up. That's not all natural transactions. However, even our activity counts for maybe a half to two thirds of it. Um, but, but no more than that. Mm -hmm. So we don't, we don't actually know what the other, um, what the other activity is. Uh, other, it could be exchanges. It could be person to person. Um, we're not really sure what the other two thirds is. Yeah. The that, other third. And that's interesting to me. So, um, you know, Guardian Circle has been, it was, a, it was a project that was born out of the ICO boom in 2017 and is, is still alive today, is, is still progressing, is still gaining downloads. So I'm wondering if your users have reached out to you, are you receiving user feedback, has that increased or decreased, or what is that sort of communication with Gar Guardian Circle users who aren't necessarily crypto people, what has that been like? Yeah, so I mean, I I, I can I, I do monitor our backend, so I have a pretty good sense of who's downloading it. Are they connecting with other users as guardians? You know, we have a number of people who download it and just never connect with as guardians with people um, for whatever reason. Um, but I'd say the the majority of people, you know, and I'm talking like 65 percent, something like that, uh, do end up connecting with at least one other person as a guardian. Uh, a lot of them end up connecting with five or six people as guardians. Right. So 
the viral component of invite your friends, family, and neighbors is working to a degree. Um, again, it's not enough to you know crack us into the hyper growth of millions of users, mm-hmm. um, but th- there is a pulse there, and there is some, there are there is a, a group of people who find it uh, very comforting to have it as an option in an emergency, and um, they have it ready to go. I don't have any stories for you yet um, where it saved someone's life, um, which would be great, obviously, right? But I you know somebody has to it has to first happen. And then they have to tell me about it, right? We're not spying on them. We have no idea what goes on um, behind the closed doors of their own private emergency room. So they would have to voluntarily come back to us and tell us that nobody has yet. Yeah, I think this kind of touches upon uh, a theme we brought up in our conversation last December that um, unfortunately Guardian is one of those is in one of those realms where when no one's using it, that means it's good. Right. (laughs) I mean, but, you know, there's other things like that. There's insurance, Mm -hmm. you know, there's domains where you sort of buy them and forget about them and get billed yearly. There's the gym. Right. So it's sort of it's got something in common with some other business models that have been successful. Um, You know, and, and every time and every time I brought up the idea to folks, you know, I had a lot of reaction from some very big people in Silicon Valley even. Oh, my God, this is a fantastic idea. Right. So it seems like a great idea. And I, I think, you know, if if it is a good idea, then what we haven't been able to do successfully is market it well. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a marketing issue. It's no longer uh, an app issue or a UI issue um, or it's just not or this idea will never work in its present incarnation um, for some reason that we still don't totally understand. You know, perhaps it's just, you know, people don't think of emergencies enough in their everyday life. It has. And, and so it's very difficult to get virality with something like that. So. Yeah, I mean, and um, I guess I could say I'm part of the problem. I've been an app user for more than a year now, and I will f- I will finally be getting my family all onto onto Guardian Circle when I go home for Christmas this break. <laughs> well, we we uh, we obviously appreciate that and encourage that. And even though we do have a Plan B in motion, uh, we will always keep the consumer app up and running. I'm not going to pull that at any time. Awesome. So I kind of want to lean into what your plan B is. And um, essentially, it's a service that is being born out of legislation that is going into play in localities and states, definitely across the U.S. Uh, I'm sure your your research has probably introduced you to some global partners that you could potentially co- co- coordinate and collaborate with. But essentially, the service is called Sapio. And it's going to be helping provide safety for hotel, housekeeping, uh, restaurant, these types of workers who often work odd hours. Uh, Oftentimes, these are women. They might not feel so safe when they're going to their car at 2 or 3 in the morning or if they have to clean a hotel room on their own. So could you just tell us a little bit about what these laws and regulations coming into effect are, because these are very recent from what I've done my research, and kind of what gave you the idea to, to go after this sector? Yeah, so, um, you know, I had a sense at uh, the beginning of this year, especially like January, that Guardian Circle consumer version was not going to work. Um, so I said, all right, what, what, what can I do about it? What should I do? Should I shut it down? Should I morph it into something? And so I had a you know scratch list of about ten ideas, and um, and the more and basically it was just a bunch of research, and I stumbled across this universe of new hotel laws for hotel housekeepers that municipalities and some states 
were in the process of passing or had passed. Uh, California is about to pass one, CA 1761, um, which requires hotels to purchase for all of their housekeepers a panic button system that alerts uh, internal hotel security um, and potentially the other uh, housekeepers and employees so that they know that there's an issue uh, at a certain location in, in the hotel. And as I read what they were required to purchase, I realized it was Guardian Circle, right? It just was a special case of Guardian Circle. Um, and I realized that with a few modifications and addition of some internal location hardware within a building, uh, we could very easily service this market. And as I further did some research into the competition, um, I realized that all of the competition was grossly overpricing their solutions. There's a lot of price gouging already in action where the, it was basically these hardware companies selling this, un, you know, a, a whole bunch of overcomplicated radio-based location technology. And I realized because we were an app, uh, we already had everything we needed in the phone if we just added some little NFT stickers to each of the rooms. So the phones, when you just swipe them by a, you know, 10 cent sticker on the wall, the phone would know where you were. And we would avoid these uh, systems that were costing in some cases seventy, eighty thousand $80,000 just to install them, just for the labor, not even for the devices, which were, you know, two, $300 every three rooms. So if you have something like the MGM Grand, which is a 7,000-room hotel, it's absolutely absurd. And on top of that, you start running into issues where there's not enough radio spectrum in the hotel to service that kind of solution. So we realized we could be the Honda, right? Have something that's a sixth, maybe a twelfth of the cost of what everyone else was offering. And remember, these hotels don't really want to buy this. To them, this is an added expense that some uh, you know some politician has made them buy. And they're like, oh, God, I don't really want to buy this. Uh, but now that they have to buy it, they want to buy something that's reliable, obviously. They do care about the safety of their employees. Uh, but they're really looking for the lowest cost solution and something that's low cost and reliable. So I realized Guardian Circle could be the Honda and that this was worldwide a $5 billion market at our price point. Right. So, if, you know, it depends on what the price point is. That's how big the market is. So our price point is eight dollars per room per month. Uh, and the hardware is uh, less than a dollar per room. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we realized that we could very quickly take over this market. So that's that's why we entered it. Um, you know, covid has been killing hotels. So um, we're just getting started and we have um, some some uh, conversations afoot with some very big hotels. I don't want to say who they are because I don't want to alert our competition if they're listening. Um, but uh, we, we're very close to closing our first very big deal, which will immediately make us profitable. So, Awesome. That's uh, a huge congratulations. And I think it just speaks to the veracity of sticking around for the past two years while it's been really rough in this in this bear market. Um, something that I thought uh, was really cool when I was doing my initial research into Sapio is through the through your low cost system, which uses these RFID chips and uses an, uh, the hotel workers or the restaurant workers actual cell phone. You also bypass the huge issue with a lot of these other providers in that they can't tell um, spatially where an individual is on like uh, a Wi-Fi or a three, um, 3G or 5G network. With the RFID chip, you can tie somebody to a room 
and you can actually increase the ability for somebody to respond should they be in an emergency. Yeah, that's exactly correct. This, this, the way we've done our solution, in addition to being low cost, is far more accurate. Right. So everyone else is just triangulating with radio waves. And, you know, depending on what the ionosphere is doing and, you know, what the the radio characteristics of the hotel is, you know, if there's some new bulky material suddenly introduced into the environment, the radio characteristics change. So, you know, it might look like someone's in room 203 when they're really in room 205. Mm -hmm. Right. Whereas our solution is very room specific. We know exactly which room you're in. So. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was really cool to show to see the demo as well. You can definitely tell that this is a product born out of Guardian Circle. It still has that original Guardian Circle feel to the app that we have now for the iOS and the Android. Um, so I'm wondering if we might be able to expect a an announcement about a partnership in December or are hotels like bigger bureaucratic entities as well, where they, they nod their head yes, and it takes them three months to put some ink on paper. Yeah, so the entity that we're, so first of all, most hotels are in survival mode right now. And uh, you know we're saying, hey, spend some money, and they're like, dude, we're, we're trying to not die. Mm-hmm. Um, so the bulk of the people we're talking to aren't going to do anything soon. The entities, there's two of them we're talking to, um, both have to, have to purchase in Q1 of of, of next year. Uh, there's no choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not going to say why, but they have to, uh, because of local audiences and because they are indeed opening and it's already in motion regardless of COVID. So, um, so we, we will know for sure. So you should expect to hear an announcement in Q1. I don't know exactly when, but Q1 of 2020 or 2021 is when you'll hear it. Very cool. And, um, in, in passing and in conversations we've had in light, uh, in the past recently, You've also mentioned that through Sapio, there's going to be a new role for the NEP5 guard token. So can you maybe share a little bit about what that could be or what it might look like? Yeah. So obviously, you know, the the Sapio vision that I've just told you about, while it is a giant revenue generator, um, it's there's no place for guard in it, as I just described. So I've been thinking a lot about what to do about that because I do want to do something. Uh, As you know, Dylan, because you've been following me on Twitter, I have spent an awful lot of time studying Wi-Fi and DeFi and all these other, you know, lending mechanisms. And um, as I as I dug into uh, the Sapio is a subscription product fundamentally for the hotels. They pay on a monthly basis. Um, I discovered this lending world uh, called uh, invoice factoring. And it's typically done with trucking where they, they don't get paid until 90 to 120 days later. So they have this gap where they need the money, but they don't have it yet because it's not in from the invoice. So it's a massive, massive uh, lending market uh, for short-term lending, this invoice factoring thing. And I realized, well, we could do invoice factoring for us, for Sapio, for subscription services. If I have a signed deal with Hilton. So, you know, Hilton's going to pay, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not going to go out. Hopefully they're not going to go out of business. COVID makes it a little bit less sure, but you know, Hilton is probably about as good as it gets. If I have a signed invoice from Hilton for a year, a year's worth of subscription, I can now uh, do invoice factoring against that signed contract and get the year's subscription money up front from a lending entity. And now I have it immediately, which allows me to reinvest it immediately into building better and better products and in more marketing. Um, So that benefits Guardian Circle greatly. So my thought is, well, there's a lot of these DeFi lending platforms. 
we should build a DeFi invoice factoring unit that uses Guard, and then Guardian Circle uh, is the first customer of that new lending product via Sapio subscriptions. And who are the lenders? The lenders are you and me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's DeFi, so it's decentralized finance, and we'll offer a deal something along the lines of, look, we'll give you 10 to 15% annual APY on anything you lend us um, for a year. So you don't get the money for a year. But after that, you get 10 to 15%, which is way better than you'd get in a bank. And that kind of dynamic is what is powering these DeFi platforms like Compound, like Aave, et cetera. There's these incredibly good APY deals going on. Um, so I think we can make, we can turn Guard into a invoice factoring lending platform and uh, and then once we have it running for ourselves, we'll open it up to other companies to start using it. Very cool. And that will be separate from the contracts that are with the hotels that are that are um, contracting your services for Sapio, correct? Um, I'm not sure what you're are you saying. Is it well? Will there will it be like will the hotel once they sign the contract for Sapio understand that part of your invoicing service is going to be dealt with? Cryptocurrency oh, no, no, and guard. no, no, no. Those will be two different set transactions. Okay. So, so Guardian Circle Inc. will sign a deal with Hilton for a year's worth of service and they'll pay the first month. And then uh, Guardian Circle will then put that contract up on the lending platform and say, hey, we've got this contract. Uh, we want to borrow a million dollars from the from the DeFi platform. Anybody who wants in, uh, put, you know, put in your guard. Uh, it'll probably be a combination of like guard and die. It'll probably be a pool, and uh, or, or some stable coin. I'm not sure if it'll be die, and uh, and then we will uh, we will then take a loan uh, from the DeFi platform, uh, and that will flow into Guardian Circle, and then we'll pay the loan back over the course of the year, and everyone will get their 10 to 15 percent vig at the end of the year. Awesome. And are you going to be leveraging um, ecosystem DeFi protocols and platforms? Like, for for instance, Nash just released um, Nash Link, which allows for invoicing where one pays in crypto and then the merchant receives in cash. Or maybe even the Flamingo protocol, which is kind of uh, j- the seed has been planted and, and it's still being taken care of and nurtured and growing. Um, do you plan <laughs> yes. on integrating any of these sort of ecosystem participants? Well, I probably won't use Nash Pay because I don't think Hilton will pay me in Ethereum. Uh, so that's probably out. Um, but uh, the, I, I actually don't want to build – I want to not build as much of this lending platform as I can get away with. I don't actually want to write the digital contracts. Um, so if there is a lending platform that's like Compound or Ave available in the Flamingo ecosystem or – you know, outside of it, but it plays well with Flamingo, uh, then I would prefer to use that. Um, so far, no one has stepped up with a lending platform on NEO. You know, Flamingo is great, but it's missing that core piece. Yeah, and, and I do want to bring up um, Flamingo here for a second, but I just wanted to take a quick, like, sidestep back. So, so Guardian Circle is a project in the NEO ecosystem. How did the, and, and DeFi was the craze in the second half of 2020. So how did the uh, a DeFi platform launching in NEO impact Guardian Circle as a NEO project? Yeah, well, I you know, I've been wa- I watched all this Wi-Fi stuff going on and you know all the DeFi stuff and was a big student of it and of course, naturally, I was very bummed that Guard as an asset was trapped in the NEO universe 
right? I'm like, oh my God, look at all this. I, I really wish we'd done it in Ethereum now, but there's no way of knowing looking forward that that was going to happen, right? Um, and then all of a sudden, Neo announced Flamingo. And I got very excited because uh, Flamingo was effectively cloning the best uh, the best pieces of the Ethereum DeFi ecosystem. And really, I have to say, uh, Neo did an amazing, um, like stellar job um, with the stuff that they cloned. It was it was miraculous, and it happened very fast, and it was very complete. And as I and I, I'd been using the Ethereum-based stuff when I started using Flamingo and the Neo Line wallet, it felt seamless. It felt exactly like the Ethereum ecosystem. In fact, it felt better because I had no transaction fees, really. And 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 also the transactions were pretty much instant, and it felt amazing. It was like, oh my god, this is the way it could be, you know. In Ethereum, you're getting dinged with five dollar, thirty dollar transaction fees, and you just you felt like you're getting robbed every time you did anything. Whereas on 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 Neo, it all felt free, which was great. I mean, there were very small gas fees, but they were tiny. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I was very very bullish. The one thing that I think they really got wrong. Um, to understand what I'm about to say, you have to understand that what powers DeFi, all of it, why are people, it's lending. Lending is the beating heart of DeFi. Why is there lending? Because people want to borrow to get leverage so they can buy more Bitcoin, basically, or Ethereum. And it's really about buying more core coins, right? That's really what the lending is for. Um, and so you have to have the lending platform as the engine that drives the rest of it. The reason why Uniswap works is because there's a lending platform which needs stable coins, which needs an AMM, right? The whole chain of events comes back to the beating heart of lending. And the one piece that NEO did not clone, and I don't know why they didn't because it seems insanely obvious to me, uh, they did not clone the lending. And that was that's, I think that was the one thing they did wrong. So I'm hopeful that, they, that they'll fix that. Yeah, I've I've um, heard a lot of I wouldn't say frustration, but just people, you know, wanting more out of Flamingo, and um, I feel like I'm always pounding the table to be patient, wait a little longer. Uh, you know, this protocol was built from scratch; it wasn't copy pasted from an EVM or anything like that. So um, I hope that you know, as these modules are released and as voting gets enacted, and the ability to vote on other portions that we can add to the ecosystem. I'm hoping that, uh, I guess the powers that be are, are listening and are open to, uh, lending and other modules that we, the community recommend. Um, before I let you go, uh, I just wanted to know if there's anything, um, on the next steps other than Sapio or, uh, staking guard that maybe you have your eye on or that you want to share with the Neo news today community. I really love what Switchio's up to. I mean, that's probably the other thing that I'm really excited about. Um, I, I listened to your uh, last interview with Ivan, uh, and 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 I'd been participating in the whole Switchio thing. I'm very bullish on Switchio and everything that they're doing. It's you know, it's this decentralized uh, multi-chain Uniswap, and that and and that's better. That's better than Uniswap, right? So that could be extremely large. Uh, so I, I, am very bullish on that. Uh, I'm obviously very bullish on our, on our own Sapio stuff. Um, if we, all we need to do is get the, the one big sale and we're immediately profitable and, you know, we're making, you know, half a million a year, getting to half a million a year in revenue, that's recurring revenue. Uh, it's very easy to get to 10 million, 20 million, possibly more. 
And that really that then makes us incredibly profitable and frees us up to do a lot of stuff. So um, for, to all the people who are guard holders, I've not forgotten about you. I've not forgotten about the coin. I just it's the art of the possible. It's what can I do with what I have to work with and what the macro environment is like. So uh, the one thing we did do right is we didn't die. And as you've seen, most people died. And the reason why we didn't die is because I'm old and I've done this before and I know that these downturns happen. So I always am planning for them in the back of my mind. So we are we are very healthy right now. If we had to go for another year and a half, uh, we could. Right. So. So, yeah, that's that's kind of probably all I have to say. Awesome. Well, obviously, I'm wishing you the best of luck with closing your Sapio deals. I'm already thinking of our next interview and how your past experience in um, startups and successes and failures, how they've helped contribute to where you're going and what this pivot was like. So we'll be all ears to the ground in quarter one, 2021. And like I said, I'm wishing you guys the best luck. And Mark, always a pleasure to catch up with you. Um, unfortunately, we didn't get to hang out in person this year because of coronavirus, <laughs> but the vaccines are coming. Um, hopefully we get to turn the corner and laugh about this in 2021 and beyond. And I just want to thank you so much for, for taking time to chat with us today. It was really a pleasure to catch up. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me once again, Dylan. Have a good one. Well, what did you think of that conversation? It was really interesting to hear that Guardian Circle is pivoting to address these new panic button laws that have arisen in the U.S., and that he is in conversations with a couple of hotels right now. I'm also intrigued to see what sort of traction an invoice factoring platform might receive as DeFi continues to grow in the NEO ecosystem. And it was really interesting to hear Mark touch upon a simple but necessary tenet of a company's success, which is to not die during a bear market. To keep up to date with the latest in the NEO ecosystem, visit www.neonewstoday.com. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe to our channels on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, and or Spotify. And leave a five-star review if you feel that others should hear our content. Every subscription and review helps others learn more about the NEO News Today podcast and the NEO ecosystem. So thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the NEO News Today podcast, and we look forward to catching you next time. <laughs>